Hello, this is the Bible in fewer words. We are Carol and Steve Wells. This is episode 63, Numbers, chapter 21. Hi, Steve. Hi, Carol. Only one chapter today. Yeah, but it's a, it's a very famous one. All right, let's get into it. Okay. This is chapter 21, verse 2. The Israelites said to God, If you deliver the Canaanites to us, we'll destroy their cities. Wait a minute. So delivering the Canaanites, when God does that, he just makes them all like incapable of fighting and then they take them over? Well, the Bible always expresses it as delivering people into their hands. So God delivers people into their hands and that means that he's making it so that they can kill them, hmm. defeat them in battle. So they just know, we're going to go fight them and we're going to win. And God's on our side. He's huh? helping us win. He's delivering them into our hands. So it'll be easy. We can go kill them. Okay. And he, God did promise that to them, right? You guys you know, wander around in the desert for 40 years. And then by the time you get to Canaan... I'll yeah, he's you. been promising this all along, right? But sometimes he says, he, he says, no, I'm not going to be with you this time, and then they get beat, right? Uh-huh. So it doesn't always happen that way. But And, and this is kind of weird because it, it sounds like he's, they're going to take over all the Canaanites like in, in, in just a few verses here. Yeah. But they're going to be spending most of the book of Joshua fighting Canaanites, trying to take over their land. So it's a promise. They ask God, help us defeat the Canaanites and deliver them into our hands. And God says, okay. So it's a promise, but a process. It's a, yes, that's right. It's a, <laughs> a promise. Long it's, process. it's kind of beginning now, and it's going to go on for some time. Okay. So this is verse 3. So God delivered the Canaanites to the Israelites, and they destroyed them and their cities. Isn't the cities part kind of overkill? Don't no, they? I think that, you know, the old... Um, what do you call it? Where you're burning down cities and destroying the property and just kind of making a, a mess. ruin out of the whole place. Yeah. Yeah, I, you'd think that, hey, we're going to live here someday and these houses are available. Let's kill the people and we'll live in their houses. Yeah, well, they often do take, almost always, they do take the valuable things from the city. Oh, And they yeah. take that. And sometimes they save some of the people alive. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they kill every single individual in the city. And I guess I have the wrong perception. I'm thinking... Like uh, permanent structural uh, houses, like yeah. you know, bricks and stuff. Yeah. But it's probably just tents and. Yeah, there were probably some buildings and walls and stuff, and sometimes they they probably survived the the, the, the war. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to go to something completely different. Verse five says the people spoke against God and Moses, saying. Why did you make us leave Egypt to die in the wilderness? There's no bread or water, and we hate this light bread. All right, just a minute. Haven't they complained in the past and bad stuff happens to them? Yeah, I guess it's not completely different. I mean, it's stuff that we've heard, I don't know how many times, probably half a dozen times at least, right? Uh-huh. And then they, the next thing is usually, 
Why did you take us out of Egypt to make us suffer and starve over here? Yeah, sometimes that works and God will give them water or they'll give them quails or give them <laughs> mana, right? Uh -huh. Sometimes he'll send a plague, get really angry, tell Moses I'm going to kill them all. Yeah. It depends on how God's going to react to this. If it's I was a in risky his, thing to be doing. Yes, I wouldn't <clears throat> take my chances with God. Yeah, well, they're doing it again here. Uh-huh. And they don't like light bread, so they want like heavy sourdough rye yeah, bread. I don't know if the light, if it's light bread or more, maybe it's spoiled bread. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't like spoiled bread either. Yeah, and I don't even know if it's bread. Maybe they're just talking about that mana that they were eating. Yes. Oh, and that would be light bread. Yeah, I think that it probably is what they're talking. I don't think they have any any real bread. Okay. So this is verse six. So God sent fiery serpents to bite the people and many died. I guess that's God's response. Yeah. <laughs> Stop your complaining. Yeah, it didn't work so well this time. No. Okay, fiery serpents. Yeah, what fiery serpents. Well, no one knows, of course, but there's a lot of explanation. There's a lot of possibilities. Well, there's one that people think is most likely. It's not a snake. It's actually a worm, hmm. a guinea worm. A guinea worm? Guinea worm. It's a nematode. And what happens is these nematodes, it's a long story. And I think what I'll do is I'll post a blog post about this. Okay. Uh, so that, that explains the details of it. But it is, it was and has been all up until modern times a very horrible uh, uh, problem in that part of the world. And it always happened where, around regions where there was kind of limited water okay, because it's involved with the, with the life cycle. And I'll get into that in the post. But that's, that's thought to be the most likely explanation is, is guinea worms, not snakes. So they get in your body yeah, and they don't come out. They get in your body, they grow, they reproduce, and then they come out. And they come out of your body kind where? of alien-like. Oh. It's not, they, a, not a pretty sight. They like poke through your skull yeah. maybe? No, they poke through your skin. Usually it's in your feet and ankles. Uh -huh. And when you're trying to, and you're, you're, it hurts so much that you get into the water. Yeah. When you get into the water, then their eggs get into the water, or their larvae, and then the, uh, then the whole cycle. pods eat it, and you, then the people <laughs> end up drinking that water, and then they get in, and they, they, they reproduce, and they grow, and they get to be almost a meter long. Oh my gosh! And oh, so it's like a great, it's a perfect cycle for them. Yeah, so it's really horrible, and then you have to get them off with this stick. You have to wind them. They come out, you can kind of see them there, out of this horrible wound that you have. There's yeah. these worms, these big, long, meter-long worms. And they're wiggling. They're wiggling. You're, and it's like an earthworm-like thing, and oh. so you're trying to get this kind of delicate, delicate worm and so they wind the worm around a stick. Okay. And that's that still is one of the best ways of getting them out of a person's body. Very painful, horrible mess. <laughs> and oftentimes the worm breaks and it's just very bad. Yeah. But, but that winding around a stick will is a part of the explanation here because we see as we go on. Oh, we should go on. <laughs> yes. Okay, so fiery serpents, where are we? Verse oh, seven. many died. Oh, that's right. Um, so, verse 7. The people came to Moses and said, We have sinned by criticizing you and God. Ask God to take away the serpents. And Moses prayed for the people. So, what happened after that? Well, God said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and put it on a pole. Whoever looks at it, 
will live after being bit by a firing serpent. So Moses made a brass serpent and put it on a pole. So to me, a serpent is just like a lot bigger than a little guinea worm. Well, but it's kind of like a snake. Yeah, yeah <clears throat> And so is. you wind that snake around a pole. Uh-huh. Moses is putting this snake around a pole. It yeah. kind of fits. Yeah, it does kind of fit. And yeah, especially if maybe that's kind of an instruction on how you get rid of them. You no, know, I don't think so. This is all magic. Oh, this is magic. Magic. Okay. Not only is it magic, but it also is something that God said no one should ever do, right? Uh-huh. You shouldn't make an image of anything. You should, right. certainly shouldn't be making an image of a snake and putting it on a pole. You're right. That would second. That would definitely break the, what, the second commandment. Yeah. Um, Graven images. Yeah, yes, right. But God told him to do it. He did it. And it cured them. That's God's cure for snake bite. Wow. Or guinea worms. Whichever it was. Yeah. So we're in nine now. So Moses made a brass serpent and put it on a pole. Whoever was bitten by a fiery serpent didn't die if they looked at it. So it worked. Yeah, it did. And this also is thought to be, possibly, mm-hmm. the origin of the that symbol that they use in medicine. What's it called? The oh, ca- yes. Caduceus. Caduceus. Caduceus? I don't know. I have to look that one up. But... Uh-huh. You see it, you know, with a kind of a pole with some snakes wrapped around it. Yeah. Yeah. So they think that might be where this came from. Okay. I know. I always thought whenever I see that pole with the snakes on it, I think, oh, do no harm. Like that's the doctor's, you know, motto. Yeah. But I don't know how two snakes are on a pole. Yeah. I I don't think it has anything to do with that. No. Pretty sure it doesn't. Um, Verse 21. The Israelites sent messengers to Sion. Oh, we're doing something else now. Yeah, we're done with the snakes mm-hmm. right. or the serpents. And they're continuing to travel. Mm-hmm. The Israelites sent messengers to Sion, king of the Amorites, saying, Let us pass through your land. We won't trespass on your fields or vineyards or drink from your drink water from your wells. We'll stay on the king's highway until we leave your land. But Sion wouldn't let them pass through his land. He gathered all his people to fight against Israel. So the Israelites smote Sion with the edge of the sword, possessed his land, and took all of his cities. And they have to go this way to get to Canaan. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So Sion and his cities were just in the way. They were in the way. They wanted to pass through. They were going to be nice about it. Sion wouldn't let them. I mean, so they say, right? (laughs) (laughs) Sion wouldn't let them, so they killed King Sion and all of his people. You know, um, they've been doing a lot of pardon the pun, but serpentining in this 40 years in the desert. You'd think they could just, you know, serpentine around Sion's property to get to Canaan. Yeah. But no. Guess not. (laughs) Okay, verse 33. The Israelites went through Bashan, and Og, the king of Bashan, fought against them. God said to Moses, don't be afraid of Og. I've delivered him and all of his people into your hand. So the Israelites killed him, his sons, and his people, and possessed their land. It's getting to be kind of rote now. It is. God delivers. Yeah. They kill the people, Uh take their land. Yeah. All right. How much more of this are we going to hear in Numbers? (laughs) There's a bit more in Numbers, but we've got a long way to go before we 
before we're done with this type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just no way to avoid it. I'll, sometimes the same story. Um, in fact, this these particular stories about Sion and Og mm-hmm. are repeated in Deuteronomy. Oh. I generally will not repeat them there unless there's something new or interesting that's told about the these same stories. Okay. Well, thank you for all your work in, in editing all those things out so we can get through the Bible quickly and in fewer words. Yeah, well, we'll certainly try to do that for you. All right. Hey, thanks, Steve. Okay. Bye-bye.